listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a little Rabbit Radio coming your way, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Who's our guest today? Well, we've got uh, Andreas Morris, JP, Jeff Paulison, and Shamit Shom. How you doing, Sham? Good. How are you guys doing today? Uh, doing really well. Currently the youngest player playing for FC Edmonton. Yeah? Yeah. I yeah. think probably currently youngest player getting minutes in the NASL. Yeah, I, I think you, I would have to agree with that. That's probably accurate. And yeah. wh- where are we? We are at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. And I got to throw this out there. Sunday fun days here at the first round is a place to be on their patio. It runs, well, we're already into July. And it goes until the end of August, August 31st. So if you want to have a fun time, come on down. You can join the group here. Lots of great service. Good beers. Good Sangria. Food. I hear it. It's just angry. There's a lot of summer specials to cool you down. So get your butts in here and enjoy that. Um, a couple of other things. We're recording this on Tuesday, but we, the Eddies, have a game tomorrow night uh, against the New York Cosmos. And it's friends and family deals galore. You can pop on down to the stadium. And for $20, you get a ticket in and you get a free hot dog and a pop to go along. I guess it's not free. It's included in it, uh, which will save you a little bit of dough. You got a bless you coming your way for Andreas because you. you know sneezing is just what we oh, have to do. Just get so um, excited, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> so excited. So just remember, friends and family deals when you come down to the stadium, Clark Stadium. It's a seven o'clock kickoff tomorrow evening against the New York Cosmos. It's going to be a fantastic game, Sham. It's going to be a fantastic game, right? Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be a big game, big game against Cosmos. I'm liking to hearing Let's that. Try not keep it really, too late tonight. I really like that yeah. a lot. Um, what I'd really like to throw it to now, we've got a pretty good conversation planned out for you, um, and we're going to start it off. JP, we're going to talk a little about, since Sham is the youngest guy getting current minutes in the NASL, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about um, Canadian players in general and the younger ones, how they go about getting minutes. Are there leagues around that we can touch on, there, that they can get minutes in, which will help them get to that next professional level? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just want to point out, because we also have the Olympics coming up here, and we've got our female True. team getting ready for that. And, you know, as a, a tribute to our female team and to wish them the best luck, I thought I'd wear my John Herman tight shirt tonight. Ah, the John Herman so, tight yeah, shirt. Yeah, I knew we'd be live. I knew we'd be on Facebook. So yes. I I'd, yeah, I jazzed it go. up with a little John Herman. A little, you look, you look little jazzy. Yeah, is it good? Thanks, Bree. Thank you. So... Yeah, you know, I think the big things we've talked about for, for many years in Canada, what do we need to do to improve uh, the men's game, certainly. And, and we're starting to see now, finally, uh, I think some of the efforts being, being put in by certainly the MLS academies. Yeah. Um, but I think even bigger than the MLS, the MLS academies was the introduction of the MLS USL teams, mm-hmm. because now young Canadian players are actually getting a chance to play. And, you know, you look at the success so far of the Whitecaps, too, with Alan Caution and what a job he's doing with young Canadians. And he's played more Canadians this year than last year. But that's fair. Are they getting it up to the next level, though? I mean, are they just well, that's playing the next at question. the USL level? Well, that's the next question. But I think it's still soon, in fairness. I think it's still soon for the USL Pro and, and the three MLS teams uh, in Canada again. Um, but last year, you know, there was, there was a day last year where the Whitecaps had to get special permission to break the rule that they had to play a certain amount of Canadians mm. because they didn't have enough. Yeah. And, and this year, you're seeing a team being very successful with Canadians. So, so that's a positive step, you know, and certainly the NASL. Um, Ottawa here right now, I guess, deserve a lot of credit because they've just brought three Canadians into their lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, not younger Canadians, older ones. Um, I, I think we're still waiting to see some young Canadians break the, the Fury lineup. You know, we've, we've had 
somewhat success here, certainly at FC Edmonton, because we have promoted it from within. We have developed uh, 12 players have signed pro contracts from our academy. Yeah. Five-star the year with us. And, of course, you know, we've seen the minutes that Milan Roberts was able to obtain over his couple years here right at the academy. Alan Zeeby last year, uh, a ton of minutes. And, sure. and uh, they were both top ten. In, uh, in, in MLS, minutes, NASL, in minutes for in, young in minutes Canadians. minutes for young Canadians, not, yeah. Any Canadian, yeah. not just young ones, you know. So so that's huge. And then, of course, this year, Shamit. And um, so it's great for me that Sham's on here because, of course, you know, my affection for the academy. Of course. Uh, so it's always great to have an academy, you know, representative here. And mm-hmm. what's important about Shamit this year and as far as getting young players' minutes is that currently, Sham, I don't know if you know this, but you rank 18th in minutes oh, played yeah. by a Canadian yep. in the MLS and NASL. So it's a, it's a fantastic uh, opportunity for, you know, a, a young player. Yeah. And then just to quickly touch on the other leagues that we have, because there is some other things going on. Certainly, uh, League One Ontario is something that I, I do try to follow. What a fantastic job they're doing. Elvira Gilai, yeah, you know, is second in scoring. So that's a caliber player, and that's considered a semi-professional league. Yeah. And then, of course, the counterpart in Quebec, which is the um, Premier League of Quebec, and, I, you know, I apologize. I should be able to pronounce that better, but um, but anyhow, but it, it's, it's at the same level, you know. So these are when you look when you break it down. If you break it down as you know MLS tier one, uh, you know we're tier two, uh, USL would be tier three. Then you would have, I think, in Canada anyhow. I think those two programs, which are semi pro, would be the the next tier four, and then and then after that you'd have the PDL. Uh, tier five and PDL is is, is full amateur. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, in the American side of that, you probably have the NPSL as well. And then in the, in the states, the MPSL. So yeah. we'll touch on that a bit after. But yeah. um, I, I think the point. I mean, having the NASL here for young Canadians is obviously giving them opportunities. And if you compare it to somebody who else who came through our academy, Hansen Bokai, who's just signed over in Sweden. And right. having to sign for a, for a lower level club, uh, I, I think at their third division, if I'm not mistaken, in Sweden, mm-hmm. Landskrona, and it, the, the fact that he's got to jump through hoops to do that there, whereas the league here is open for for youth and young young kids to produce something and, and get noticed. I mean, I, I got to think that you're going to get noticed more in the North American landscape than you are at a third division Swedish club. I just think you will. Uh, yeah. I think, I th- especially for North Americans, especially for Canadians, mm-hmm. you're going to get noticed by the national mm-hmm. team here before you're going to get noticed playing in third division in Sweden. So I think the NASL is a perfect spot for these young yeah. young Canadians. To that's go. why you see so many Canadians coming back here because they yeah. want more exposure for the national team. And so that's, that's what right. you're seeing a lot now. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great point. And I think the NASL and the MLS are, are actually now better leagues than when you talk third division, mm-hmm. Sweden, and, and yeah. third and fourth di- division, and some of these other kind of obscure countries for the most. Not that Sweden's obscure, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but some of the other ones yeah. are playing in some of the Eastern Bloc countries, certainly. Then they're better off staying here. I, mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that. I'd like to see that. So then that kind of leads in because we'll touch on the MPSL and, and, and affiliations and in, in how that relates to the yeah. NASL. But, but so before we go into that, so then let's look at, because there's been a ton of talk in, about this Canadian Premier League mm-hmm. that they want to start, you know, and I myself personally, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm of the attitude that if you're Canadian and you're involved in this game whatsoever and you don't support the Canadian Premier League, then get out of the game. Yeah. Honestly, I, I feel that, I really truly believe that and feel that way as a Canadian coach that wants to see the promotion and development of young players, if you're not going to promote this, then go somewhere else. Go make money from some other country where you don't have to worry about it. What are you the don't standards they're setting country. there at JP in terms of how many Canadians you need to have on your roster compared to imports? Yeah. Do you know? Right now, everything's just rumor. 
even the start of the league, to be honest. Yeah. But there has been a lot of chatter from some people that are, are well more informed than me. Anthony Totera is a fantastic resource on that. And he's come out and said that he won't he won't claim sources at the moment, mm-hmm. out of fairness to the people he's talked to, rightfully so. Yeah, for sure. But he says this is going to happen. You know, so now you look at a league that it, it, there will be a mandate. It's my understanding is they have talked about a requirement of certain amount of minutes played by Canadians, certain amount of Canadians on the starting lineup. And then along with that, you know, I look at it as what an opportunity for Canadian coaches. Uh, because I'll, I'll still assert that I believe that there is. I know personally some very good coaches. And having been in the – I mean, this is my fifth year in the NASL. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to call out any in, individual coaches or whatever. But I, but I have met and seen a lot of coaches work in the NASL. And I have worked personally with a lot of coaches here in Canada that, that still have amateur status mm-hmm. because they're not given a chance because they're Canadian. Maybe they've never played pro, whatever the situation is. But I can tell you that in, in talking to some of the people I've talked to, working with some of the coaches i worked with, I would pick them if I was building a program, I would take some of these coaches I know personally over some of these ones that I see coaching the NASL. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly say that. So if you're worrying and if you are in the NASL and you're listening to me talk about you, if, if you think I'm talking about Hugh, I probably am. If you're not, <laughs> if, if you're not worried about it. Yeah. But I, think the, I think the one guy who might be worried about it is actually Canadian. So. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> uh, okay, you figure that one yeah. out, yeah. listeners. You, you figure uh, that one out, no uh, You get it right, tweet it to JP. He'll buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, you go, yeah. Um, no, so so just along that line zone, I think if we talk about the Canadian Premier League and what that could bring again, it's it's this 18 to 21 age range. And, and what is the right level for these players? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can we push them? And if this league and, and some of the rumors say that they'll have a payroll that'll match the NESL. So that's not bad. That's, if that's, that's your starting point, if that's a starting point and you're going to match because some of these payrolls, and I won't get into numbers to disclose our numbers, but we're talking serious payrolls here. And, and you know, when you, if you compare NASL player salaries to USL, there's no comparison. No. And this is also goes back to my belief that the NASL is a far superior product yeah. uh, than the USL Pro. You know. yeah. so, and subsequently, although I, I, on any given day, any of the NASL teams can beat MLS teams, mm-hmm. there's... Again, a jump for yeah. financials so, yeah. up to the MLS. Yeah. If they're thinking of having the same, you know, uh, salary budget, mm-hmm. why, why are they? Why would they need to to have a Canadian professional league? Why wouldn't they just stick with the NASL and maybe work with the North uh, North American Soccer League in keeping your Canadian ratios up? Maybe like you know, for Canadian teams that might pigeonhole Canadian teams. But if we're, if we're all for encouraging Canadians to play. Then maybe we shouldn't be against. Uh, you know, maybe there should be a quota for NASL teams having to have seven, eight Canadians on their rosters. Why? Why are you such a proponent for a league that's going to, you know, have a salary that could that could convince a guy like Shamit Shom to go mm-hmm. play in London rather than stay in Edmonton and play? It's the same salary. Yeah, for me, it's several things, honestly, Jay. You know, number one, um, you've got Canadian ownership. Uh, Canadian management teams, Canadian coaching staffs, uh, developing Canadian players, and not just with the first team, but then each each one of these teams will then be required or expected, hopefully, to have an academy. So, so now you truly have right from the CSA down, CSA sanction, um, right from your governing body, they can help. They can help determine some of the laws of the game and some of the rules, and they can also help determine a Canadian. Uh, vision on how we're going to play the game. So what will become the Canadian soccer identity for us? So they'll have some say in that if they have control of the league, if they run it. So certainly we can look at certain different standards in the academies will be standards set. So now if you've got Canadians looking after Canadians in an academy system, all these young kids joining at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, they see a direct line into their first team. 
And uh, we don't – I mean, I love the NSL. The NSL has employed me for well, five I just think years that, now. That so would, that would put Ottawa and Edmonton in a tough situation. Yeah, it would. You know, and certainly the ownership groups of both, ours, there's a choice that has to be made there. And, and I would never suggest that these teams should be forced to make a decision. I think that um, the NASL is a good league. Mm. But at the end of the day, the NASL and the MLS and the USL Pro, for that matter, are, are not interested in developing Canadian players. And uh, a Canadian – a Premier League would be. And, I, and that, for me, is always going to be the, the kind of outweighing factor, is that what is the actual interest of the league? And, and now there's some pressure, and now you hear um, Don Garber talking about, well, maybe there might be some move, movement on the Canadians being, uh, being import players in the States, or could be movement on that. Is that because he generally wants to help out Canada, or is he hearing rum- more rumblings about the Premier League, and he just wants to circumvent that a little bit? So who knows? Maybe it's genuine, but... I doubt it. I, I, and for me, I would just hope, and, I, and I'm sure they're sitting down and really talking about the league, its structure, how, uh, how it's put together. Because uh, you just don't want to see anything fold after two years, three years, and it goes belly up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I would rather see them. And I know that they're obviously taking their time to make sure that right. they've got all their T's crossed, all their I's dotted, to, mm-hmm. to make sure that this functions right. Uh, it's going to have some longevity to it. Because without that longevity, then players like Sham, if he was in a league or the younger players coming up, are going to struggle to want to be part of it. You know, after the first year, there's some teams that are struggling. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what happened last time? I mean, I think it was you who talked about it, you about training the other day. When we did have a Canadian soccer league here in this country, yeah. it was successful in that it produced good Canadian players who actually took the Canadian national team to the, to the World, World Cup. Cup in 86, yeah. exactly. Uh, but then it didn't last. No, and, and, and that's, no. that's where I think, because you had a couple of teams that were really strong and then other ones that struggled. So, okay, so how do we structure this? Do we set it up similar to an MLS league where you have designated Canadians or, or, or like the women do in the women's uh, league down south where the uh, national teams are actually assigned to certain, so they split up the team and they assign them to certain teams in the country. Um, they, they giving you a little bit more balance as far as the teams go, yeah. a little bit more parity in the teams and, and, and how you would play. Well, as somebody who works in NASL, just like all yeah, of us here at this course, table, yeah. of course. What, what I'd love to see is I, I don't think having them with the same budgets as North American Soccer League teams is an important thing. In fact, I think I think at least the player salaries and the coaches' salaries should be lower and it should be a feeder system to your second division North American Soccer League and your first division uh, MLS. I think having a Canadian professional um, what do they call it? CPL? Canadian yeah, Professional League? Canadian Premier League. Premier League, sorry. Um, as a, an affiliate to FC Edmonton or Ottawa Fury where we can maybe send players, Canadian players, if that's what their quote is, right. it's just strictly Canadian, send your Canadian players who aren't necessarily getting the minutes um, to a team where they're going to get 90-minute games and then you're able to call mm-hmm. them back up. It doesn't work if the salaries are the same. There's not That doesn't create a real, yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't create a, a farm point. team. It's a fair point, yeah. But what I was thinking with salaries is for guys my age, it shouldn't matter about salaries because the thing is the goal should be to go to a higher level and then earn more salary there. Right. Right. But for me, what I was thinking is it's more enticing to see a salary where, you're, where you are right now. And so that's what Jeff was saying. It's like a direct path. Mm-hmm. So if you can see that's a direct path 
to this team that you're on instead of having to, let's say, play in the Premier League and then move to FC Edmonton to get a pay raise. Yeah. It's more enticing for a younger player if they can just stick to where they are and to get to that salary that they want. That's just yeah. what I was thinking behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm the opposite there, Dre. I think I, I see the point, and, and certainly because we're going to have a quick discussion here uh, on, on affiliation for NASL teams with the NPSL. But for me, the Canadian Premier League has to be a minimum Division Two league, and I would suggest be Division One. And I would suggest that, that we need to have our own league that is a Division One league. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, it's going to take time to be – but the MLS has taken how many years? 20. Yeah, and we're still talking about – we're still talking about, you know, poor tactical games mm-hmm. and technically not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And they're 20 years in. So this is something that is a, a long-term plan. Yeah. We can't expect it to be a true Division One league overnight, but I think we have to start there. And, and there's several reasons. Hosting a World Cup, um, just for the – I, again, just something that is going to drive the growth of player development in Canada, and I think having a Division One league will do that. We've, we've always missed out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you look at countries across the world, it's not the, it's not the associations, it's not the amateur clubs, with all due respect to the amateur clubs. Those aren't who are developing players. Mm-hmm. It's the professional teams that are developing players. So if we had our own mm-hmm. professional teams playing in a Canadian uh, soccer association-run league, then the interest is there to develop Canadian players and to develop. Uh, we'll have a stronger uh, national program because of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in that case in point, going back to 1986 when we were in the World Cup, yeah. there was that CSL league around, That's and right. there was teams across Canada, and you could pick some of the best players. They were playing week in and week out, trying to uh, trying to win a championship and mm-hmm. thus getting better, and it made the country better as far as the national program went. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the other benefits that I could see from a, a Canadian professional league here is, is, and I sound like a broken record, but the creation of facilities. And I'm not suggesting it needs yeah. to be soccer specific, yeah. but you know, I think we've all heard it that mm-hmm. every CFL city could have an NASL team in their city. Uh, and these, these, new, these new barns that they're building in the CFL, Ottawa's yeah. got one, Winnipeg's got one, right. Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. I think, is getting they're one. Building yeah. Hamilton building has right one. Um, you know, I get that the owners of those uh, stadiums and, and, and football clubs yeah. need something else in those stadiums yeah, to keep, sure. keep yeah. people in mm-hmm. their buildings. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I think that would be a good, a good um, uh, something that something really good that could come from a Canadian league. That because this this country needs a lot more soccer stadiums and i think we'd be greedy saying they need to be soccer specific right. uh, obviously that'd be ideal of course i just yeah. don't think the money's there for yeah. it you know as unless you get a great broadcast be, deal but I, I will say something i mean it's regina right where the new stadium's going for the rough riders they What's play they yeah, play they're very playing regina, regina. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah excuse me ignorance of the cfl but i don't care <laughs> um, but they're going to put permanent football they're building a brand new stadium yeah. State of the art, and they're going to have permanent football lines in it. So, yeah, if you are that's if you are a member of the Regina City Council listening to this, it's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So, shake your heads and fix it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we don't talk about then is because we are the most uh, participated in sport in Canada already. Yeah. At all levels. So, yeah. when you look at total numbers registered, we we far outweigh hockey. We we absolutely destroy football, which is not even on the top ten in Canada. So. There's another. I love these stats about football. I'll throw them mm-hmm. out all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever talk about concussions lately? Anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, look at the sponsorship to our sport, really, compared to other sports. 
from corporations, from large corporations. Mm-hmm. It's because at the end of the day, we don't have a league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to tie into something. You want to bring in big corporate dollars. We don't have a league. Are, we, are they going to come and give them to the, the youth clubs? Are they going to go to one of the five professional teams with money? No, because the, the market's much smaller. Mm-hmm. But now you've got a national first division league, professional league, and, and you reach coast to coast. And this will be on. To, this will be televised, and mm-hmm. hopefully TSN will pick this up. I would imagine with their affiliation with the CFL and the CFL rumored um, uh, buying into this new league. So you would assume that TSN would maybe be one of the providers. Then maybe sports. Now I don't know. Not to, not to shut them out. But at the end of the day, then when you've got a league, you've got you've got hopefully large corporate sponsorship dollars that come with that, and with corporate sponsorship dollars, also that that money then trickles down to youth development as well. Mm-hmm. You know what? So much more could be said about this topic, and we'll actually uh, we're going to go throw to a break a little bit for those people that are listening on Facebook right now and uh, watching us live. If you've got questions on any of this discussion uh, that we've been having, or if you've got questions for Shamit. Uh, for later on when we get into our player profile. Please feel free, throw them out there. We'll get them on. You may not hear them right away. You may not hear this until this airs on Friday, but let us know that you're listening. Live from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton, this is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're live here for this segment of Rabbit Radio. Yes, DW having a bit of fun here with uh, JP Andreas and our guest tonight, Shamit Shom. Show me the money. How you doing? Oh, well, that one's not yeah, bad. I, was, oh, I know, I sort of slid yeah, into that. That's a new one. That's bad. a new one. That's a new that one that's picked up the spring season. I've heard it before, but it's <laughs> starting to get popular. We're, we're, we're just throwing a whole bunch of different names. Okay, well, let's be honest. I'm the one throwing out yeah. all the names. <laughs> I, I didn't mind the one to... that, what was it, Field of Turf or Field of Dreams or whatever you're calling them? Yeah. He sent out one about uh, Sham Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sham Wow. Yeah. Sham Tastic. I've heard that a lot of times, yeah. but I've never seen a picture like that where they no, cross that was impressive. Yeah. That's class. That would be something yeah. we get you yeah. wearing they have a time Sham on their Wow hands. T-shirt. <laughs> I have retweeted that too. Yeah. Oh, so it, it it's everywhere seen. now. It's, it's viral. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Viral. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Viral. Listen, we were just talking about um, the CSL League or, or Canadian Professional League coming into into play. Um, I had a few questions on it that we sort of catered to simultaneously through the Facebook page. Um, and we're going to continue talking about uh, the youth in soccer. How can they get minutes on the field to help them develop and get to a point where they can move on to a professional level and we were talking about some of the leagues that are out there that can do this in yeah. but are there other aspects of this that uh, you want to touch base on well i think uh, number one i think it goes back to the leagues and the willingness of of these um programs within these leagues to give young players a chance to play uh-huh. you know the best example that we we talk about um i, I think that we're entering a, a generation of young canadian players here that are technically uh proficient that, that understand the game, that can see the game, but unfortunately just don't get enough minutes in the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the best example that we have is probably Rob Gale's last U20 team. And, and I know a lot of those players, and, and I've, I've 
you know, had the privilege of watching all those players train, and what a fantastic group of players they are. Yeah. Technically very good, and in my opinion, probably the best group of U20 players the country's ever produced, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. But they underperformed, and, and that's for several reasons. Number one, if you check the minutes played of a lot of those players up to that point, I think you'll see that it wasn't where it should be compared to the teams that were playing. Because, again, they're playing against in CONCACAF. Uh, they're playing against players that are playing 90 minutes a game, game in and game out from the time they're, whatever, 14 years old up until that point, and, and they don't miss a week of playing. Mm-hmm. And, and our kids do. They're training ground players, a lot of them, but they're not game players. And uh, I think that was a big problem. The time of the year didn't help either with NASL and, and MLS being on a break. A lot of the players, that, certainly the MLS players in that program, the NASL, I think there might have been one, one NASL player, um, they were off. Yeah. They're, they're coming off a two-month break at, at that mm-hmm. time, So and other teams are in season. So that hurt. But, but it still goes back to how do we get the 18- to 21-year-old player uh, minutes in a good league with good competition. So, you know, I think right now we, we've seen some great success in Foothills with what they're doing this run in, in, in the, the PDL. PDL. And full credit to them for that. And a lot of 18- to 23-year-olds are playing on that team. So it, it's wonderful to see a lot of ex-NTC kids and whatnot. They're getting environment to play. Uh, personally, I still think, though, that if we're talking about the elite player in Canada, they need to play. They need to be p- playing consistently at 18, 19, 20 years old mm-hmm. against other professionals. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of value in, in all these different leagues, certainly. But it, for our best players, our elite players, they need to play against pros once a week, getting minutes, mm-hmm. uh, more than just training. So, so how do we do that? How, how do we find a place to do that? And some of the NASL teams have, have affiliated with NPSL teams mm-hmm. down in the state. So that's one venue. And certainly, I think we've got. Carolina, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, New York, uh, and, and Minnesota are all affiliated with, with NPSL teams. So you look at their 18 to 21, 23-year-olds. We've not heard about them yet in the NASL. Yeah, but they're but playing. They're playing. Yeah. They're playing 90 minutes in that league. Mm-hmm. And, and that league is probably considered, uh, I believe that's Division Four In the States. In the yeah. States. Yeah. Uh, I think in the States, PDL would then be Division Five. Um, and it's funny, though, because PDL and the NPSL yeah. uh, are both leagues that are amateur status. You're not allowed to have pro-level players playing um, in those leagues. You can have ex-professionals playing, right. but not pro. And, and that way, they, the players, the younger players who are going to college, for example, can yeah. maintain their status, especially the NCAA um, has a situation where players can't play with professionals or earn money. Right. Earn money. I'm using my fingers as quotation marks because I know there's things that can be covered, travel expenses, yeah. uh, food, things like that. But Because uh, I researched uh, a little bit of this uh, NPSL, and that was one of their mandates that they had. So I didn't uh, realize they were amateur. I thought, I thought the benefit of having an, MP- an NPSL team for the NASL teams was so they could have the 19 or 20 year old professional play. Yeah, I thought that was the case as well. Well, yeah. I, I, I had hoped so as well. But uh, in researching uh, this topic for today, and uh, well, I was I was actually researching for the gaffer a little bit on on the league itself. I looked up all the rules and regulations, and they and they are basically a, an amateur league. Um, and the beauty of that is they can still enter in the uh, uh, Lamar Cup, the USA Cup. They right. can be part of that open cup that goes on, um, much like the PDL can and all the USL teams, NASL teams, MLS teams eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be involved with that. And I know there's ways, I mean, for a professional, if it was Sham, for example, I'm, I know there's uh, ways that you can 
I guess you can get around some of the rules without breaking the rules, if you know what I mean. Like, that's, yeah. that's important to know. I mean, that's a huge... Uh, that, I don't see really, in my mind, the point for a club like FC Edmonton to then affiliate or, or purchase their own NPSL team. Uh, JP, you've touched on this before. The, the travel alone, um, it, uh, North America is a big continent. Yeah costs a lot of money to fly across it. So but having to pay for that team yeah. as well as the NASL team, it's just not worth the, it, especially if you can't send your pros yeah. down there. But the beauty of the NPSL as well is that they're broken up into conferences in different regions. So you only play within your region. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But if you think about if we're, we're flying to Vancouver yeah. to play a game, that's yeah. still you know maybe 400 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. It, it adds up. It of course it up. does. And, and that's if you're going to be involved in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. That's why it would be better if you affiliated with someone. Who's uh, already owned that club. Yeah, and I think... I think but then what's the point if you can't send players up and down? Well, I think you, I think you should be able to. I think you'd be able to, uh, you know, uh, class somebody as an amateur status when you send them down there. When they come back, you know, if they're back asked to come back... back, back. Exactly. And, and you just, you know, the contract gets changed at that point. Mm-hmm. It makes more paperwork for a guy like yourself, who's a team administrator and has to deal with... The paperwork between um, leagues, yeah. But at the end of the day, once you've got it down and once you understand, uh, I have to say, we, when I back in my days of being with the Whitecaps, um, I used to see it all the time. You know, people would get dropped off a, a roster so they could go rehab and play somewhere else as an amateur. They were still part of our club, and then when they were ready to go, they would come back into. Yeah, the but there is a rule. Uh, I don't know if it's an NASL rule or. CSA rule or whatever. There's a rule that says you can't play on more than, what is it, two clubs in one season. Oh, that's possible. But if you have uh, a situation where you you have your own affiliate or you have your own team within one of these leagues, I don't think there would be much of a problem with switching that back and forth because then they're only involved with the two clubs. Then it's only two clubs. Then it's only two clubs you're dealing with. And that's that's the beauty of having your own... But it also then binds you. You can't then, if you were interested in maybe shopping that player out to another club, making some money off that player, you can't do that at that point. Because they've already played for you, and they've already played for NPSL. Oh, I see. I see. What, I see what you're driving at there. Mm-hmm. Well, then that would be a mm-hmm. a bit of an issue, and 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 maybe you'd be able to work something out in regards to the next season, having players that are right. you know, look, we'll we'll hang on to them to the end of the year, and then we'll you know mm-hmm. move forward from that point. Yeah, possibly you know, with the other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that pops into my mind about the NPSL though is that there's a there can be a big divide in talent in terms of the teams playing. Like you have. Decent teams with Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville's U23 mm-hmm. team. But, for example, when we went down to Florida last season for preseason, we played against Jacksonville United, and they're an NPSL team too. But what we saw with them is that their talent was a lot much like, you could say, like, a, like Alberta Major League here. Yes. So that talent right. wouldn't be as good as some other teams. And so it's important to get minutes at that level, but if the games aren't too intense, it won't, it won't help you too much. Yeah, yeah I mean, you've talked you about did, that. You did have the opportunity yeah. to play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must have found a benefit. Didn't you even yeah. score? No, that was, to- that that was, was Thomas. That was Thomas. Thomas scored. I, I think right. it was a good experience, but I think as soon as you get three or four games with them, then you want to start pushing yourself start, even higher. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, yeah. and we talked about it before we went live when, when our first team guys um, had to uh, you know play for our academy team against a PDL team in yeah. Calgary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ne- don't necessarily get the best out of your first team guys because 
I'm not saying that they're um, they, they should feel bad for playing down at that level because they, they were there for a reason to play there. But just for some reason, uh, JP, you can talk on it more that that some of our first team guys kind of their level of play went down a little bit. So is that benefiting them by doing that? Well, hey, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a couple things. I'm just I'm just checking actually as you guys are talking here. I was just checking with the Rowdies and Rowdies too. So. So the Rowdies, the Rowdies, for example, have had a couple of their first-team players that are on professional contracts play um, Rowdies two games. Okay. So, so it is largely an amateur league, um, but they allow professional players to play in it. Oh, okay, because so, it was different on their actual... Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I've just checked. And yeah, yeah. got uh, Walter Ramirez has, has been assigned to a game there, uh, Darwin Espinel. Mm-hmm. And these are Rowdies' first-team players yeah. on a professional contract who are getting minutes on their MPSL team. Yeah. So so I think while it might largely be amateur, there's certainly for the NASL teams that have a position there, have a, I mean, a it's second the, team. It's the, it's the and that's what you, you want it for. Exactly. That's why you would have it. Exactly. That, that's why otherwise, I don't so, see the point. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, because otherwise, and it's uh, and again, this is. I, I, geez, I hope I don't sound like I'm slagging PDL because I think PDL is fantastic. Yeah. And what PDL does is it extends the seasons for uh, the university players, yeah. uh, NCAA games. players, yeah. and lets them play at a really high level. Uh, certainly, I mean, I know the Foothills guys really well. So, so the kids that are university kids playing on that Foothills team are, are being fantastically coached by mm-hmm. Tom Wielden Jr., uh, Carl. Um, oh, who else is on that thing? I believe Jay is also on the staff there. So great staff being really well coached, and that's what we want because a lot of these players that go to university, when they graduate in three, four years, are going to be options for professional contracts. I mean, Amir, uh, our own Amir, yeah. Didich, who, who played in our academy, of course, went down to Baker four years, um, and now he's, he's playing on uh, Swoop Park, yeah. which is uh, um, Sporting KC. Uh, sporting KC's team, right? So, so that's the avenue now. When the when the university kids are getting to play in a good environment like the PDL is providing, yeah. then it's going to help them be options when they're 22 and graduating. For so sure, for sure. Go back to the, the other point. Sorry, I went on a tangent, but I was just kind of checking the, our notes here. But uh, so to go back on when you have, you know, certainly when when our U18s uh, when our U18s play the Foothills uh, PDL team, you know, you get a situation where number one, you're, you're getting a player, so they came up here, and I think there's only been one lopsided score. Otherwise, I think our kids have actually competed in every one of those games. Yeah. And the one lopsided score was, you know, um, we had accuracy play in that game, just coming off injury. He's playing with our U18s. You know, it's, it's the last place he really wants to be. And he's, and he's only, really and he's only come be. in. Yeah, he's, he's only, only just, just come in. in. He's really just started training again. That's the last place he wants to be yeah. in, his, in, his re, in his recovery process is playing in that game. So you get, a bit of, you get a bit of that, and I understand a bit of that, because the game actually, at the end of the day, means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference in that game, see, that game means nothing. That game, you may be playing for the Calgary, Edmonton, Pride, Prestige, whatever. We're playing kids in that game with all due respect yeah. to the game. Oh, for sure. We're playing kids. So, so we look at it as a development opportunity. Mm-hmm. Our first team players want to play in meaningful games, and that one's not. Now, if you send a first team player down to an MPSL team that's in season, and they're fighting for first place, well, they can't go down there and not give an effort. Because the other kids on that team have been busting their ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, to maintain their position, and they're all fighting for contracts. So, yeah. and also the coaching staffs are talking. They're they're cooperative. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. For me, that environment is much different for first team player to go down to and play in, in for the uh, along that process of recovery. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Right. So that's a difference in in what we're doing. I think at the moment in those friendly games, and they are just friendlies at the end of the mm-hmm. day. We're having a laugh on the sideline, and we get along with them very yeah. well. So, it's uh, again that that's what it is. It is what it is. So affiliating with one of those clubs would be great then. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not going to maintain a second team ourselves no. because we we would be we would be. You can imagine the expenses that this club has to pay for us yeah. to just travel to the uh, other NASL teams. Yeah, imagine doubling sure. that up now, having to travel for MPSL. So, yeah. no, our best bet's an affiliation for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that we can definitely hope will come into play eventually. Maybe over the next couple of years, FC Edmonton will uh, will actually look to do that to, to affiliate with an NPSL team. It'd be great, great support for our younger players and allow guys that are coming in off of uh, you know rehab to to look and uh, have themselves get themselves back into the game. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, it's the Shamit Shom Show. Yes, it's all about sham. When we come back, we're here, Rabbit Radio, live from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're heading straight into our player profile and the player in here has been in uh, with us all night here, Shamit Shom. Sham, how are you again? Good. Same old. Same old. Same old. We've got to be almost past his bedtime. Said by the 18 slash 19, almost 20 year old, but not quite. Not quite, are you? Almost there. Almost Almost there. there. A couple more years. Almost there. A couple more years. Yeah. Well, speaking of a couple more years, uh, hopefully you've got a couple more years here at FC Edmonton. I'm I'm hoping. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about your career just a little bit. Obviously, being a younger man, Mm -hmm. um, got your start. Actually, where did you get your start? Where did you start playing soccer? Where did I start playing soccer? Just here in Edmonton. I joined a little community team called Yellowbird, and that's where I started. Yellowbird. Yellow right. How old were you when Yellow you joined Yellowbird? Yeah. Uh, probably five or six. Five or six. Yeah. I don't know. I can't picture a five <laughs> and six. Is year that old still called Snoopy? Right when I was five and six years old in Edmonton playing, it was Snoopy. Snoopy. Never probably Timbits, wasn't it? Timbits. Or just Yellowbird. No, ours was Yellowbird. We didn't just have Timbits. We didn't have Timbits back then. Just a community yeah. team just in EMSA. Yeah. Yellowbird. Yep. Put down the t-shirts for goalposts and, <laughs> and away you went. Balled Orange yeah. slices that happened. But also give a shout out. You can give a shout out to Southwest. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I played Southwest United. I went Yellowbird, Sting, and yeah. then our Sting team went to Southwest United. So shout out to Southwest United. It's oh, my team. Cool. Yeah, now, I, I mean, kids grow up and, and some continue on with the sport. Some, you know, just decide they're going to go on to do other things. What's... Did you know at some point when you were younger that, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. I want to keep doing this. I mean, I loved playing it always, but I never actually pictured myself playing professional until I joined the academy. Not even right right after I joined the academy until it probably took a year uh-huh. after joining the academy that I realized I could actually go pro with this. So, and how was it? Was it uh, JP convincing you that uh, you could go pro, or is it just you know what I can do this for a living? Yeah, JP was a bit of it. It was me too. Just with um, getting a chance at a national team camp, that kind of opened my eyes a bit more, and I was like, yeah. okay, I actually really want to do this. Because before that, when I first joined the academy, my goal was just to get a university scholarship because mm-hmm. I didn't know what what could happen. But for sure, luckily it's worked out pretty well. Uh huh. And what did you think, coach, of uh, of your protege here? Uh, you know what? We, we I think we we all knew early days that that Shmi was going to become a player, and 
And we've got a lot of players that come through that are physically strong, that are quick, that are uh, maybe good on the ball. But but we see very few players um, at 15, 16 years old that have the the brain, the the game intelligence that Shamit has. So mm-hmm. that's what sets him apart. That's what sets him apart today. Yeah. It's what set him apart uh, when he joined the academy. And it's, and it's really the reason why I, I phoned Rob Gale. Uh, mm-hmm. To get this kid into a national team camp, yeah. and it actually leads into uh, you know if we can ask a, can I ask yeah, a question be, right be now because, right, away, right off the bat, yeah, bang you know it, it does lead into a great question because you know Shamit was uh, uh, sort of talking like you're not here right now, Shamit. <laughs> um, He's sitting right yeah, across from me. Yeah, but you know U15, U16 not identified, you mm-hmm. know, for uh, any of the uh, Canadian projects and, and not on the radar, and, and then it wasn't really until U18. That uh, that there was a conversation with Rob Gale, and um, and then the rest is history because he brought you to France. I believe it was your first trip. Yeah. And um, so I guess can you? Uh, so you're a late addition to the national team program. Were you surprised by your call up at U18? What motivated you uh, by perhaps not being called into earlier camps? Uh, were you worried about getting to a camp? Not worried. So what was that like at U18 getting your first call yeah. up? You know, it was a, it was a big surprise because I never expected it before that either. So I wasn't necessarily working towards it, but I had an idea of it because mm-hmm. we had I think Cole Kramer got on a camp before. A couple guys went on right. national camps before, so I had an idea of it in the back of my mind, but I never really considered that I could be a part of it. So when I first got that email, it was it was a big surprise. I, I think I was at I was at my high school and I saw it and I was just like, what the what is this? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, but it was it was great. Yeah, that's right. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I talked to you that day when you were in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. So. And then what's it like being on a – now, be careful because maybe Gailey's listening to this and he's also <laughs> a friend of mine. So, but, uh, no, I, I think – I love what Rob Gale does. I, mm-hmm. love, I love his uh, – I mean, I know what I value in him as a coach mm-hmm. and, as a, and as a person and friend. But, you know, what is it about playing for Rob Gale? Because you've been to quite a few camps now yeah. with him. So what is it about playing for Gailey? And also what is it that you, that you see our national youth teams trying to produce in players now? You know what? He's a, he's a really good player coach. That's what I like about him. He's he's a good player coach, but he also understands the game. So he can be serious at the right times, but he can also be light and easy and easygoing. And a yeah. big example of that is when we played England. You know, the first, we played them twice. The first game, we didn't get a great result or anything. But then for him to be able to turn our team around in a couple of days to get a, an amazing result just shows how great of a coach he is. But um, what we're starting to see with the youth setups is they want us to play more. We're starting yeah. to possess the ball more. We're not just we're not just sitting back parking the bus and then playing the, playing the counter. We're mixing a bit of both. So now we're playing, but we can mm-hmm. also still be solid defensively, and that's I think that'll really help the national team become successful. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I love hearing that because I mean personally, as someone that sees young players being able yeah. to play, I, I get so tired of the stereotype that all Canadians do is grind mm-hmm. and work hard. Work hard is not a skill set, and uh, that that cannot identify us so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to say that it's pretty refreshing. I mean, last week we had uh, Tommy Amiobi on, who's a a bit of a scholar himself, Sham. Mm -hmm. And and we asked him, you know, do you ever talk to Sham at all about, you know, the the schooling and everything? He honestly said pretty much, not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think the reason for that is you said it here. I mean, your first thought coming into Jeff's Academy, which is a professional academy, Mm -hmm. your first thought there is, I want to get my scholarship to university. I mm-hmm. want to get yeah. my university education. For me, that's so so great to hear a young kid who's honestly, Sham, I'm not trying to blow smoke here. Mm-hmm. Your world, the world's your oyster at this point. Oh, for sure. And and you're still going back to school in September, mm-hmm. going to your second year of engineering at the University of Alberta, and completely committed to it. I mean, last year you flew home, flew home early from a road trip just to get an exam in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, for me. 
there's actually vets on our team who could learn from you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's saying a lot. Didn't Tommy make Tommy mention of that? that? He alluded to the fact that he, he was uh, quite taken by your ability to continue the education part of it and, and how you strive to perform in every training session and every match that you're involved with. And uh, I think he took a real shine to that whole the way you are uh, mm-hmm. in and around the team. So that's kudos to you, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You know, I want to give um, – I've got a couple more questions here. Actually, sure? I'm, going to go to, I'm going to go to some Twitter questions, but I just want to give a shout-out because, because we always forget that Eric Munoz was um, – yeah, what was yeah. was an important I think for me personally. It was an important figure in our academy, and and we talk about Rob Gale as being a players coach, and I think Eric Munoz is a players. Oh, he's coach definitely a players who coach. Who is a brilliant field coach as mm-hmm. well, and mm-hmm. uh, he was an important uh, part of our academy process, and he I think an important part of of, of uh, Shamit's development as well, and yeah. and keeping the game fun for players and keeping them yeah. wanting to come back. So I, I need to do that because we talk about the academy and. You know, Eric never gets mentioned. I think mm-hmm. he had a very important oh. year for us. He made so. yeah, he, didn't, he, didn't he come up with the Mimi for you? Yeah, he did. Yes. <laughs> Instead of Shamit, we, we could oh, never man. figure out Sham's name at one point. And <laughs> so it just came up, Mimi. <laughs> there Good times. Okay, so um, the nice thing, Sham, is, is uh, you've generated a couple questions here on Twitter. So, mm-hmm. so there's three. I'll get the first one, in the past school year, did you find the rigors of balancing school and training with FC Edmonton uh, are harder, a harder day to day, or is 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 training with FC Edmonton now harder day to day than it was when you were part of the Golden Bear soccer program? Um, have you had to change much to your approach between now and then? Uh, you know what? Not really, to be honest. Because what happened was it got a bit busier in terms of football, but because I did that first semester of school with the U of A or with the Golden Bears, I got used to the work ethic that I needed to do. So as soon as it, the season started with FC, I just. I just started following the same principles, and I worked. I had to work a bit harder, but I still followed the same plan in terms of do, making sure I got my work done. So I, okay. it wasn't too big, too big of a difference, to be honest. Okay. Except when we went to Scotland, that that was a bit of a stretch, but it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think I should point out to people, especially you know, for that asking us for the one asking this question, Field mm-hmm. the Dreams. Um, you're the reason why we changed the rules in the academy, because mm-hmm. of course, prior to you, uh, all, all players had to go to St. Joe's, and uh, for those that don't know, Shmi went to Old Scona. And Old Scona is one of the, the highest-rated high schools in the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, academic of education. Yeah. Or, education. Sorry, academic. Yeah. Yeah. Academically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For their education. You know? so, so because of that, it just didn't seem right to pull Shemit from that school mm-hmm. and put him into St. Joe's. St. Joe's is a great school as well. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. But Old Scona is just a different animal. And um, so we changed the rules because we really wanted Shemit in the program. And if that was going to be the uh, the deciding factor, then we were getting rid of that rule. So, mm-hmm. so you are a dedicated uh, individual at any rate, regardless of pro soccer, school, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question is, um, you've notched several appearances already. What has stood out to you uh, the most playing at a professional level? Have you been starstruck yet? Um, well, in terms of what's kind of surprised me, it's been, at first it was speed of play, obviously, but I kind of grew into that pretty quickly. And now it's a more of a matter of, Communication is a huge thing. I didn't realize how important communication is. And also just being aware at all times because anything can happen, especially set pieces, quick free kicks, anything like that. And it can happen just like that in professional soccer. And it, it took me a while to realize that, but I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah. I like the yeah. figure it out part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me slip a question yep. in here. So let's say, Sham, that, that you, know, you, you keep going on this trajectory. You're mm-hmm. going up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say, um, you know, another club comes calling. And we're talking a big club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they shake the purse at you. 
what do you do at that point? Do you say, you know what, I'll take a hiatus from school mm-hmm. and and, uh, and try my luck here? Or do you, do you say, no, I, I'm sticking to this plan, I'm going to finish my school? Mm-hmm. Or does it depend on how fat that purse actually is? To be honest, I think it depends on how fat the big, per- the big purse is, not to be materialistic or anything, but it's just a matter of what's the best thing because university is a great option because it could be stable, whereas with soccer, it's a bit of a hit or miss. But if it's... If it's a good chance to go, I'd, I'd probably be excited to take it just because I could see what happens. Because I can always come back to university eventually, mm-hmm. and I'll be happy with the fact that I already started it. So at least I cut it down a bit. And so that's why I'd probably, probably take it, to be honest. But we'd have to see what and happens. I, I, honestly, Edmonton fans are not happy to hear that, but I think well, that's a smart answer. I, I think yeah. just from a player's perspective, though, especially one who's involved scholastically with the university and mm-hmm. with school, I mean, that just shows an integrity on your part to make sure that even if I go off and do this, I still have the smarts about me to finish what I started mm-hmm. and, and to put the effort into it. And, mm-hmm. and it just goes without saying that the way you've gone about it so far has been fantastic. I, I could so. honestly see Sham coming back and oh, going to engineering same at here. 35. Same, same right? here. You know, whatever. Same here. You're Absolutely. never too old to learn. So, yeah. well, Of course not. Yeah. You know, it, it, You've asked that question to Sham, and, and this is all FC Edmonton staff, certainly, so, so he could have lied about that answer. But, but I think it's a great answer, and I think it's a real answer, and I think it's an important answer because um, we want players that want to move on. Mm-hmm. That we want players that want to, 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 to move to a higher level, yeah, and whether course. that's going to Europe or maybe the NSL think it's a bad word, but going to MLS because do we, do we want to bring players in here that are just happy to be Division mm-hmm. Two, or mm-hmm. do we want players that want to come in here Prove it, get forward, and move ahead in the game. So, so I, it's a great answer, and I and I think that one of our roles in our development academy and being a Division Two club is to push players onto another level as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the best of all worlds, and we enjoy players while we have them. And, and let's try to, you know, see where what levels they can reach. So, mm-hmm. so that's a great answer. Well, and that only helps you bring in the new generation of players. Look, yeah, oh, of which, course. Look what Shimi Shulman. Where look where he ended up. Of you course. can be that guy. Look know? where. Uh, uh, I'm Amir or Amir. Uh, Amir did it now. And now Amir, and then yeah, and then Seagate's Thomas Shores is another State. one. Who's, Thomas you know. Shores is on a full ride. Matt mm-hmm. King's on a full ride. And what's important about this is is what Tom and Dave Fath have given to this community. Of course. And what's important about this is is the opportunities Tom and Dave Fath have given to young players like mm-hmm. Shumit. Yeah. And if these players are with FC Edmonton for a couple of years and they move forward and, and they go to Europe or they go to the MLS. Then what a legacy that is for Tom and Dave Fan mm-hmm. because oh, they provided the environment. So yeah. brilliant. Now, last question. Has to, it's, a, it's a good time for this one now because it deals with Canadian players. Yeah. Another. This is another internet question. Uh, uh, Fisk is set to join the squad over the next few days. Ledgewood made his way here. Ricketts has recently signed with TFC, and other Canadians are coming home. You got De Young going. Yeah, De Young, Edgar, Edgar, Edgar Dixon. Yeah, Tiso, Umet. Yeah. Um, so, what does this mean to you as a player in the national youth setup, both on and off the field, that this is happening? Well, off the field, it's, it's exciting because it just shows that the professional teams in Canada are growing. You know, they're becoming more professional. They're growing to a higher level, and that's that shows because we're bringing in higher level senior men's national team players. Mm-hmm. Um, on the field, it's exciting for me because to play with guys like that, 
in the shoes, that's where I want to be, where they're at with the senior national team. And so it's something, it's a good thing to look up to, and it's a good thing to learn from them to see how I can improve to get to their level pretty much. So it's, it's been good. How much does Ledge actually talk to you about that? A lot. Like, yeah. In practice, he doesn't always talk me straight on, but like just little tips of what I should do and stuff. He sometimes gets on me, but it makes sense because it's good because I need that to, to get better, obviously. Well, I also feel like he could be a good, um, uh, I'm not saying that you need him to do your dirty work mm-hmm. here, but, but uh, certainly when Nick goes to a, a senior camp, um, I, I got to imagine, in fact, when, we, when he was on, we asked him, you know, do you talk amongst your colleagues on the national team saying, hey, you should come play for FC Hamilton or, mm-hmm. or what, vice versa? Uh, I got to think that, um, that your name comes up. Mm-hmm. And I've never asked Nick that, but that would be an interesting question mm-hmm. to yeah, find out be. if your name yeah. mm-hmm. actually comes up amongst the ranks. Because I was talking to, uh, oh, I can't even recall now, I, um, I can't remember, but they were saying that the, uh, the, the team that we just played against I want to say it was just recently, so it might have been Indy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players were asking our players, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this kid is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say the, the, the announcers for Indy were gushing over you as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I that's a good thing. I with my league. girlfriend, and exactly. she was like, Shamit's the best player yeah. on the field. Well, I mean, yeah. when you have but, people... Uh, so I sent her out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got but, my game ball on the day for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. JP usually has uh, a couple of fiery questions ready to go, and I'm just curious as, uh, if you do because the time com- the time permitting. I know. Yeah, we're getting quicker. I, I have one, just it, this is not one of my usual questions, oh, D-Dub. So I might have lucky. another one. I've warned Sham. Uh, no, I do. I know. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> quickly, who do you, if you ha- if, do you have a Premiership team that you support? Yeah. Which Ars- one? Ars- Arsenal. <laughs> No. Boy, Sham. Sham. He's stumbled on it, okay. but he got it through. Can I? I just want to come back to that question one more time. You mm-hmm. didn't hear it properly. Mm-hmm. Do you have one premiership team that you support? <laughs> yeah. I think you said a championship team there. Runners up. Oh, the I get it. No, no, no. Okay. Don't let him get to you, Sham. Here's what I'm curious about. Um, so U20, Canadian national team, mm-hmm. playing against England. Mm-hmm. And stars. Mm-hmm. There, there's some stars on England that are playing. Yeah. So... Uh, what do you find? What did you find, or what do you find? That, uh, this might be a bad question to ask you, but yeah. but how was that playing in that game competitively versus playing in, in say against Indianapolis? It's different, I guess, because you have with England you have young and growing stars that you know are going to become big deals. Whereas with right. Indy, they're they're more senior players. But the thing is, the quality is still the same, obviously. Right. But the exciting thing about England is that they're a bunch of younger players, so they're guys that are upcoming. Whereas with Indy. They're they're talented players, but they're already at that senior level. So it's just a bit it's just a bit different. But right. in terms of the way they play and stuff, it's it's pretty similar. So the, the levels the same. They're not they're not far off from each other. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Very safe. Very safe, like safe answer. answer uh, and the Blue Jays. Just, so, yeah, I was just going to say yeah, that, that for those of you yeah, that are listening in, the sound that just went off was the buzzer because the Blue Jays in the twelfth inning have just won this baseball game against uh, San Diego. So now you will get my one question then, now that knowing I wasn't sure, knowing you're an Arsenal fan then, mm-hmm. um, it appears that your team has yet to realize that the transfer window is open. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, how, how many 
spots back from Liverpool do you figure they'll be this year? Don't even bother. <laughs> I, I don't think it's don't a valid question. Bother. I think I should turn that question on you in terms of how far ahead will Arsenal finish. We're, fight, we're fighting for seconds. I don't think anybody's ever That's done that before. For That's turn the question on yeah, JP. Yeah, we've actually we're, bought, we've bought players this year. So where's that siren again? Yeah, we bought players. Look, you know what? I want to thank uh, Shamit for uh, for taking the time here and uh, chatting with us. Uh, we're going to do total a bit class. of a... Yeah, total class. Always yeah. total class. We're going we're gonna to do a, a quick... NASL roundup here and uh, give you sort of the information of the week that just was and the weekend that's coming up. It's a, it's gonna be, it's a big week for FC Edmonton, a lot of games, and we'll talk about that on Rabbit Radio when we come right back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back, Rabbit Radio, live at the First Round Sports Restaurant. I say it every time. Why? Because I enjoy this restaurant. Why do I enjoy it? Food's good. Service is great. 72 beers? No. No, no, no. Is it 72? There's a lot. I know there's 36 on top. I drink one. Heineken? There you go. But there's a lot more. But there's a lot more than that. I have the Adler, which is the... 2% 2% grapefruit beer. You know, you may as well put a straw on it. Or, oh, wait, there is a straw on it. <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. What we want to do is give you the NASL roundup, the week that was, the week that is, and the weekend coming up as well. Um, a lot of the midweek games we're going to be talking about because the FC is in the middle of a midweek game as well. You're not going to hear this till Friday, so we're not going to go overboard yeah, on talking about well. it. All right, so uh, where are we going to go first? We're going to go with the week that was. So we'll talk about the scores of this past weekend. Well, how were they, JP? I'm feeling quite good about myself right now. Didn't oh, I? thanks. Uh, I've got the exorcist seat. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Jacksonville hosted Ottawa and lost 2 nothing. You called that, I believe. I you called call Ottawa. That. Actually, How would we you? know? We didn't write it down. Because I remember. I called it. I remember. Why? Because I drink 2% grapefruit (laughs) beer. (laughs) Next up. I did call that. Um, Well, our game. Yeah. I will leave that one alone. Yeah. Um, Puerto Rico beat Rayo 1-0. You called that one as well. I sure did. I actually called Puerto Rico as well. I I know that. uh, I think Tommy went Rayo, and so did you, Dre. I'm pretty I don't remember. I do. I do not recall. Why do I remember? Hmm? Hmm? What? The grapefruit. Never mind. The Never grapefruit. Mind. You had some grapefruit. There you go. I, I, I ate Something grapefruit. about grapefruit. <laughs> Next up. Um, Tampa Bay, with about 10 minutes to go, comes back and ties at home 2-2 against Cosmos. You know what? And I actually should have continued to watch that game because it was 2-0. I saw it when it was at 2-1, and I figured, yeah. okay, this game's going to end. <laughs> A little bit of controversy came out of that one Yeah, that's, well. what, I, that's what I hear. And that's something we haven't really touched <laughs> no, base on. Touch on. You know what? Let's, yeah. let's save it. We'll save it for should the next episode. It's going to be old news by then, though. And you know what, though? Old news can be good news But still. he'll have a second mixtape out by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, touch base on it then. Touch base if you go want. Ahead, you, you want to have well, a little hint? that uh, Bill Edwards, I believe he's the CEO. Yeah, uh, so essentially the owner of Tampa. Of Tampa. Tampa he, he actually, and, and at full credit, he's done a great job with the stadium yeah. and, and the entertainment and, and selling out, the, selling out, getting a nice crowd to the stadium and everything. 
but he's had a go at the referees, and it's a heck of a go. Yeah. Uh, put up a mixtape, as uh, yeah. I think uh, JP called it. Videotape. Mixed videotape uh, of and didn't he all call, the didn't he actually contra- call a press conference to oh, yeah. do this? Yeah. Uh, he, it's he it's incredible. He's a bit of a showman. He's one of these uh, Barnum and Bailey type of guys okay. with yeah. the yeah. megaphone. Is, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, more power to him because I mean, the, well, the commissioner like of the league well. loves that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure yeah. he loves what he's done. Yeah, recently. You know, recently here and and. Honestly, I think personally, my opinion is that you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. You shouldn't, should not have done that. Yeah. I mean, there's a variable yeah. in every single sporting event that you or I will watch or go to or play in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the referees. Of course. And uh, it's going to go bad for you. It's going to go bad for the other team. At some point, it's going to go good for you. It's going to go good yeah, for the other it's, team. It's, honestly, it's hit and miss. And, and you would love to think. That there's going to be a sort of a, a straight flat line for everybody and everybody's games. That that's just not, not the case. Happen. It's just and not. It'll be happen. interesting to see now how the referees referee well, the next Tampa just, Bay Rowdies game. That's, that's a great shout. I just can't see how this is going to make things better. I mean, I make it a point personally to never talk about the refs yeah. publicly. You know, I always give myself a six-minute rule. On uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I give myself six minutes. Six minute rule. This one so, six minutes. so what I'll do is I'll wait till the final. Well, what was regulation time? I'll give it six minutes to stew about what I was going to say, and then I may or may not say it. And then I, I, you know, the only other time I might say something is just maybe about the rules of a handball, what what is or what isn't handball. So outside of those situations, added time and handballs, I try not to say much about. Rules. What I find funny too is scenarios, and this is just one. And it was with you, uh, JP, and I think it might have been Carolina, and you didn't really say anything and yeah. yet got tossed from the game for it. Yeah, I actually just asked a question at halftime. I would have tossed yeah. it. And, no, and you <laughs> know what? Because that is the one thing I will say. I, I've heard, I asked a legit I've heard, question. I've heard what you said, exactly. Yeah, and it was, and it was a legit nothing. question. I didn't even swear. And, and what's even worse about that situation is this man is now like on the FIFA list for the United States of America, wow. and that's absolutely shambolic. Yeah. But I won't talk about refs, I've said. so. Yeah, we've go. just wanted to touch on that Bill Edwards piece. Yeah. But can I just say, yeah, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've watched some of that. I've watched some of the video. I just read the transcript. I didn't oh, actually yeah. watch I've the video. I've watched some of the video, and no, I, I would never condone it. At the end of the day, I think we, we can't lose sight of the fact that this game is, is based on human error. Of course. And um, and it's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, calls come and go, good or bad for all teams. We've experienced bad. We've experienced great. And, um, and, and sure, so have they. I think it's wrong to call out people in any manner like that when you, yeah. when you call them up publicly because these are people who have livelihoods and families, um, and they don't need to see that. No, of course mm-hmm. not. I've watched the video. There is some horrendous decisions. <laughs> but there's, again, though, it's a human error. Any team yeah. could put out that same any, video. Any team could, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and the refs, they could turn around and put out videos of silent etiquette of coaches. Of course. And that would be a pretty embarrassing video for coaches and, and, and NASL teams of as course. well. Of course, yeah. So yeah. There, you go. there you go. Um, so that was the Tampa Bay game, uh, 2-2. Yeah. And then uh, oh. Mini 3-1 over Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, and that's – I feel for Fort Lauderdale because they've, uh, they've not fared well in the last little while. They, they did, And they just lost to Chicago as well in the Open Cup. Um, so they have sold their best player, PC. Is that official? Yeah. 
I, I yeah, saw that. So I think you uh, went to Miami, wow. didn't he? Miami's wow. just buying anybody Tampa and Bay. everybody. Tampa. Bay. Oh, it was it Tampa? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no kidding. I got to. Yeah. So we Joe get to face Cole, PC. Up, PC in the midfield, not bad. We get to play PC again. Nice little battle there. there yeah. You know. yeah. There's your battle. You and Joe <laughs> okay. Cole. All right. So now we're uh, getting into. We'll go quickly. That was it for the schedule. That's, it. That's, That's okay. It. That was last week. Yeah. So um, there are Wednesday games. We're going to announce the Wednesday games. We won't give any predictions because obviously Friday is going to roll around when you actually hear this, and then we'll be getting ready for the weekend. So yeah. the games that are this Friday or this Wednesday are Ottawa hosting Carolina. Ottawa, uh, Carolina. We're obviously hosting the Cosmos. Hopefully, yep. you've all come in to watch the game. Yeah. Rail hosting Tampa. There you go. Those are the midweek games, uh, and hopefully between those midweek games and the weekend games we have, we will get caught up on the schedule. We were, uh, I think, still at three games, and some of the other teams are already at four and five, or four for sure. Anyways, we'll get caught up. Let's move on then. We'll move on to the weekend games, and we can give a little hit of uh, predictions here. You can jump in on these two, Sham. In fact, we're going to force you into it. So, um, First up on the list for the games this weekend. <laughs> The game that everybody is buzzing about, uh, Fort Lauderdale hosting Jacksonville. Is that a buzz game? <laughs> no, it's not a buzz game. <laughs> I, I didn't think it would be yeah. buzzing either. But uh, yeah. all right, that's uh, who, who are we saying? Fort Lauderdale. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick my neck out and go Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Uh, just because they 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 need it. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with uh, Fort Lauderdale too. Yeah, very good. Let's see what happens. Your thoughts? I'm going to go away from Fort Lauderdale just, <laughs> again, based on what we were just talking about, and it's uh, in the Sun Sentinel that uh, PC was uh, sent top scoring threat PC to rival Rowdies for cash. Okay. So uh, they're, uh, they're giving up. I'm going Jacksonville. Okay. That yeah. didn't really make any sense. But what are you talking about? They've the just got rid of their best player. Jacksonville just got rid of their best player? No, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. PC. Are we on the same page here? I think we are now. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Jacksonville on this one. I think uh, it's, something's going on there in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville. I know that's not going to be a popular choice, but I'm going to go okay. with the no, team. I, I agree. I agree. I think I think Fort Lauderdale is. Um, so you think they're imploding then? About... I think they're waving the white okay. flag on, okay. on all fronts. Yeah, know, yeah, not just on the field, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm going Jacksonville on this one as well. All right. Next up. Next up, we've got Ottawa hosting Tampa Bay. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Ottawa had a good outing this past weekend. It's got to be Tampa Bay. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be unanimous. I'm thinking yeah. Tampa Bay, too. Yeah. I think the only thing that's got me there is that it's a road game for Tampa, so they don't have that great crowd behind them. The, what is it? Ralph's Mob. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but just... Could be on paper. That's a Tampa win, so I'm going to go with Tampa. I, I just think a little bit of the freedom of getting away from that as well might be a bonus. Well, yeah, maybe they leave the controversy of this whole thing behind exactly, them. And exactly. Let's go on a road trip with the boys. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Little and, they, and they've got Canadian refs that might not be as Next up. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Nash. I'm gonna have to go Tampa on this. Sorry, oh, pal. Okay. Yeah, um, I love Nashi too. I'm, I'm, you know, and and I wish him all the best. But yeah, me too. I, I you know, we've yeah. got to pick a team. You know, as I just said, Nashi though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, New York is hosting Puerto Rico. I, I have to go New York. New York at home is a decent team. Yeah. Puerto Rico still struggling to come together a little bit. I think they do well in their own venue, for sure. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I really think it really depends on uh, how they feel after getting beat here in uh, Edmonton. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. No, I think it's got to be New York, too. Has to be New York. Yeah. Uh, for me, this one, I, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I'm going card. Puerto Rico, okay. and the reason why I'm going with Puerto Rico is because of their owner. I think Carmelo Anthony wants his team to beat anything mm. from New York. Um, and so I, I think he wants to show his buddies in New York that his team can come to New York. And, or it's you know what? That's you know, a good idea. I, 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 I think you should throw bonuses at him. I think yeah. there's a there's a huge um, Puerto Rican community too sure in New York. Massive, massive. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be great to see. I, I, I'd love to watch the game yeah. just to see what the crowd's looking to be like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going Cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Next but up, valid points, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. valid points all around. <laughs> Um, Miami is hosting Indy. Oh, man. Especially with all the mayhem that's Eventually, Indy's got to come back down to earth, no? Well, well, no. Miami has gotten a whole bunch of people come into their stable players. So that's what I'm saying. Have to see. Eventually, Indy's got to come back. They have to play. I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, I got to go Miami, too. Their midfield's looking good. Indiana with two midfielders. 4 1 2 1 2 for Miami. I don't know. I think Miami's going to take it. Yeah. I, I was on the fence. I'm going to go with Indy. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Miami. Just, I mean, you just played against Indy, so I'm going to take your word for it on that one. I, I, it's been a while since I played Indy, so I'm going to go with Sham on this one. Miami's yeah. winning. I am going with the uh, the NESL Galacticos, Miami, um, over Indy. I mean, I... I was trying to research on how to play against it, and they had to dust out a book from the 1960s, 442, so <laughs> I'm going Miami. And is there any other games left? I think there's a Rayo yeah. game in there somewhere. Uh, Rayo Mini. Yeah. How do I forget? Rayo Mini. Uh, Rayo. Rayo is hosting Mini. 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 I'm going for Mini. All right. <laughs> okay. You all right with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Great DW's that, yeah. slipping into. Do you guys go with draws at all? I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, we do too. Wow. Draw. Okay. No, no, draws. That's a good show. Taking a risk. Let's see what happens. Mm. Uh, no. Uh, no. I'm, I'm Minnesota on this one. Minnesota on this one. And uh, do I have a reason for it? No, I just think they're expected to win uh, this year, Minnesota. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go. I like Shem. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a draw. I'm going to think that that pitch that's built yeah. by Lego exactly. It is, um, it's going to be the. It's, it's going to be the. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be the, the factor. Factor. The balancing factor, so to speak. Anybody got oh, anything? Oh, go ahead. Darn, I screwed up. I really, actually, I want to change my. I'm going with Rayo as well. OKC all the way because I don't think Minnie's goalie goalkeeper is up to snuff. I really don't. Come on, I've you've, just, you've seen the peanut butter and jelly sandwich thing. It was a novelty. It was against an English. It was team. something. <laughs> it, it was, was sure terrible. was something. <laughs> it starts with S, ends with T. I mean, you're a me- you were a media guy. Yes, I was. Yeah. So, isn't any press good press? Um, not for the league. Because they gave us press. I have a feeling that the uh, dark clouds, I believe they're called, in uh, Minnesota uh, will be holding up, get rid of this keeper flags. I mean, (laughs) how can you... you, So now the team has come out and made a joke video about what happened. And yeah, look. They didn't lose any points. It was a, it was a friendly, mind you, against the Premier. Are they still in the Premier League? Or did they get relegated. Bolton was it? There Bournemouth. Bournemouth. That's it. I think they're still. And it was a B. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, top class team. Get used to them. They're going to finish out of Arsenal. And now no. they've made it. 
I was trying to say something philosophical. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I've, I've lost it. I bring but the level that's down. That's okay. I, I, yeah. no, I, just think, I just think making a joke out of something where it was already, it meant you guys looked like the joke already. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least he did, poor guy. You know what? I think this has been a decent uh, rabbit radio. What do you think, Sham? Yeah, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. I know I've said thank you once before, but thanks again for coming out, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Dre, JP, always a pleasure. Uh, Rabbit Radio, there we go. We're done for episode five. Number five. One day I'll be saying episode 100. I'll be a happy camper when that day comes by. It'll be exciting, won't it? Um, For all of you out there listening, uh, looking forward to hearing comments, talk to us, ask us questions uh, via Twitter. You can go on the Facebook page uh, and ask us questions there. Maybe some players you want to hear on the show, guests you'd like us to have on the show. Um, Just find the time to give us a a line. Drop us a line. Let us know what's going on, all right? Um, And for everybody in this room, for First Round Sports Restaurant, and for all the tickets you're going to buy to FC Edmonton Games via that uh, friends and family pack, I want you to come down and... See us play. All right. First hot dogs on D-Dub. Yeah, the hot dog that you is included in your packages on me. <laughs> or you could just give it to me. Uh, <laughs> D-Dub doesn't need any more hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> it is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of SVF. SVF. I can't even speak anymore, people. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.